Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And we are back. It is June 1st. On a Tuesday, no less. Yes, I took a two-week hiatus. I said it before in the last podcast episode. I said it that I was mentally burned out. I was getting burned out. And I got burned out. Not just with superhero content, but with everything going on else in my life. So I decided to take a break. I decided to take a little bit of a mini vacation. The first week, I wanted to do a little bit of me time, you know. Organize my thoughts, gather things together, and just try to sympathize, or to be exact, organize, in terms of what I want to do from this point forward. And then I just came back from Orlando with my girlfriend, and we had a great time. You know, we couldn't... We couldn't get on all the rides of the theme parks and Universal and Aquatica and everything else, but I had a great time nonetheless. Although, I have to say, I feel like Six Flags in New Jersey and maybe some other parts of the states is probably a lot better in my personal opinion. I think it goes to the fact that I like more extreme rides. That's just me. Like I think I like more of the extreme rides and not... Not so much of the 3D or 4D type of experience where you're just one room in a roller coaster and it just moves up and down or left and right or whatever. But that's just me. That's just me personally. Although, I have to say, the, my favorite ride that I've been to thus far was probably a Rock'em or Rocket, R-O-C-K-I-T. And this was from the Universal Islands in Orlando. And throughout the time, first of all, you're going up in a vertical line. If you never tried this, I suggest you highly try it. You go up in a vertical line, and as soon as it comes down, there's music playing. You get to choose the music before you actually ride off. And what's funny is the fact that there was, uh, I chose a Limp Biscuit track, and it was rolling. So throughout the entire time that I'm like, you know, fucking going up and down and side to side and upside down and shit like that. The music just keep rolling, 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 keep rolling, 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 rolling. I'm like, oh my God, this is probably the bad ass thing that I've ever done. By far my favorite ride so far of the entire weekend. But I had fun and I'm glad that I got that break and I came back, and now it's time to get back to work in the world of podcasting, voiceover, and so many things in between. Today, I want to talk about not all of the news that transpired within the past couple of weeks, but sort of my reaction, reflection type of a thing. I really don't know what to call this episode to be exact, because I remember watching The Critical Drinker, if you've never heard of him, he's by far hilarious, very in-depth in terms of his knowledge, his analysis in terms of what he talks about in YouTubing and comic book stuff and movies and so on and so forth. He's, He's basically a movie critique, a movie critic, mind you. And he talked about the downsides of Marvel Phase 4. And I think it has a lot to do with what, in a way, that I'm 
so to speak, in fear of. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, put it this way. He said a lot of things that I disagreed with, but he also said a lot of things that I agreed with as well. So I guess in a way I've been holding these fears back for quite some time. But now that I'm acknowledging what he's saying and some other people on Twitter and Instagram and everybody else is saying it too, I guess in a way I'm just here to reflect a lot of my concerns of where Marvel is going to go moving forward. So that's pretty much going to be the gist of this podcast. All of that plus our, I don't even know if it's superhero quote or supervillain quote. It'll probably come back to me towards the end. But anyway, we got our quote of the day from whatever the case. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a main shout out. It is June 1st, like I said. It is Tom Holland's birthday. That's right, our MCU Spider-Man It is Tom Holland's birthday, so happy birthday to him. I believe he's 24, 24 or 25 years old. It's one of those. Let's see. He was born in 1996, basically the same age as my brother's birthday. (laughs) Ain't that something. He was born in 1996, and it's 2021, uh, fast math, 25. Okay, so he's 25 years old. Goddamn, I'm only five years older than him. Ain't that some bullshit, and he's already making... A shitload of money, but hey, he works hard for his dream. He works hard in doing what he does, and God bless him for that. So, happy birthday to Tom Holland. Shout out to him, and shout out to the No Way Home movie that's coming out December 17th, 2021. Hopefully, we do get our live action Spider-Verse. Now, I know a lot of people were wanting to have a trailer today. I don't think we're going to get that, at least not yet. I feel like let's marinate a little bit. Let's let's take our time with it. Let's ease into it, so to speak. Let's just ease into it. And I think we're going to have a fabulous time. So, once again, Tom Holland, happy birthday. 25 years old. The night is still young. Please don't get into some stupid shit like everybody else. But then again, I'm sure he's not surrounded by yes men. So, that's not just here nor there. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our reflection slash reaction slash whatever the case may be for this podcast. That comes up right in a bit. I want to make it a quick point that if for any reason I missed an important news considering that so much has happened in the past couple of weeks, then I do apologize for that. So I'm going to try to reflect as much as I can based on memory, based on what I've seen, or basically what jumped out at me at that time. So I guess be forewarned. I I don't don't know how to do this. We're just having fun. We're just having fun, people. We're just having fun. So, last week we got the Eternals trailer. And I remembered saying it on Twitter that when I watched it the first time, I have to admit, I felt absolutely nothing. I I, I feel like I want to cue Chris Tucker from Rush Rush Hour right there. Absolutely nothing. I felt not a damn thing. 
And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the simple fact that maybe it's my lack of knowledge of these characters. Because let's be honest. And and I'm going to be honest. Let's Let's be honest here. Let's call Zebra fucking Zebra. I know what I know. And I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know much about the Eternals. I really don't. Now, I can understand... Someone like, you know, one of my good friends, Chris, who, if he's listening to the podcast, shout out to you. You know, if he if he tells me, go on Comic Storian or Variant or any of the other platforms for me to get up to speed in terms of my knowledge of these characters. Here's the problem with that. And it's not an attack on him, but this is just in general. Here's my response to that. The reason why, and I do reference these YouTubers from time to time because they're very knowledgeable about what they talk about and hell, they make me want to become more knowledgeable in terms of viewing everything when it comes to superheroes around me. The problem is, is the fact that when a movie comes out or when a show in particular comes out and for some reason, if I don't know anything about that movie or character or whatever... It's best for me not to know about it until the movie actually happens. Then I do my research after. This way, I don't spoil myself in terms of what can happen or what can inspire. For example, I remembered The Amazing Spider-Man. This was like, yeah, pretty much when The Amazing Spider-Man came out. This was from 2014. I don't know when Part 2 came out, but it was The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I completely forgot, spoilers by the way, I completely forgot that Gwen Stacy dies in that in the comics. So when I looked at Variant on his YouTube channel, Aries Quinones, shout out to him by the way. When I looked upon his YouTube channel and I, in a way, watched his review on the amazing fantasy comics from back then in the 60s all the way till now, he actually did talk about... Gwen Stacy actually dying from the comics where she had her neck snapped after trying to get pulled out from Peter Parker from Spider-Man and then she dies and Spider-Man got into a huge rage about that. Here's the thing. I didn't know about that at that time because I completely forgot what it was. Now I understand. Oh my God, Mike Garcia, how can you be a a giant Spider-Man comic? But you couldn't even, you don't even know about that. Listen, like I said, I know what I know and I know what I don't. And that's okay. That's okay. Because sometimes it's best for me to not know everything That way, when I actually do watch the movie or the show, I can actually enjoy it that much more where I'm like, oh shit, that did happen in the comics, and I didn't even see that coming. Ain't that some bullshit? So, it comes 180 here. And when I watch the Eternals trailer, and like I said, maybe it's because of my lack of knowledge of these characters that I didn't feel anything. And... I remember from the comics where they're supposed to be bright colored and and what's interesting about these characters is their visual representation. It actually pops in some way, shape or form. You know, like when you when you see them in a comic book, you kind of know who they are, assuming you have any knowledge of these characters in general. And I watched the trailer and I didn't feel a damn thing. I don't know if it's the colors were dull, I don't know if it's because of my lack of knowledge, or it could be the fact that I know where the MCU is going in terms of going back 
going back into the past or going back into the prequel times to find out, oh, well, this actually transpired and this is the reason why the Infinity Stones were created or this is the reason why Thanos became this way or this is the reason. You know, it, it's something along those lines. Although I was very happy to see Jon Snow and Rob Stark in the movie, in the trailer. I was about to say in the movie, which we're going to see in the trailer. Like, I was very stoked to see them. I'm like, yeah, Jon Snow, Rob Stark, fuck yeah. Fuck Game of Thrones Season 8. Fuck yes, man. So, that was just my reaction. And then I thought about it more and more, and I'm like, alright. Where is this leading to? Where exactly is the MCU really leaning towards? And, in a way, I've had these fears for a while. But I didn't want to acknowledge them. I didn't want to talk about them. And then watching The Critical Drinker and watching other you know, various sources and other people and hearing their remarks. And it seems very likely, and this is what he said, and I'm going to paraphrase it the best I can. He said that Infinity War and Avengers Endgame basically made their peak, and it's going to be a long while before we actually feel some type of way like that again. To have that rush, climactic, climactic? It's not anticlimactic. Is it climactic? I'm going to say climactic. I don't know if that's a fucking word. <laughs> My lack of English. Yeah, go figure. There is a there is a plateau where we can reach whenever we either watch a story or read unfold in any case and we feel a sense of rush, like we feel a sense of urgency, we feel complete in some way because we know what it's building towards. And for the past 10 years, we knew the stories was building up to it. We knew there would be the crossovers between Guardians and the Avengers and everybody else. We knew the epic battle the epic battle was going to happen. We knew all of that. And now, ever since then, things have sort of died down. It it really did. It sort of died down. Now, granted, we just only had a couple of shows since then. We've had WandaVision, which was fun, ending, eh. We've had the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know? Great show, very political, ending, eh. And a lot of it has to do with, I believe, and this is what Chris Stuckman said, shout out to him again, by the way. He said that because the MCU is dipping their toe into the TV production standpoint, it's very hard to have a conclusive ending when you are wrapping a story around 9 to 10 episodes long. And that's not that's not only with the MCU, but with any show for that matter. So I can understand the struggles, plus with COVID and everything else, I can understand the struggles of what the TV production actually had to go through at that time. But you have to understand that there was a point where everything just died down. And I think that is what made me have concerns over Marvel Phase 4. And I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but here's the point I'm trying to get. I watched the Eternals trailer and I felt nothing. And it made me really think in terms of where are we going to go from here. Let's look at the limelights in terms of the next few films that will be coming to pass. You know, and like I said, if I miss anything, you can let me know in the next episode and I can talk about it a little bit. The only movie that I'm really, really looking forward in terms of the MCU storyline is probably Spider-Man. Number one, huge Spider-Man fanboy right here. You know, 
you know me very well. It is what it is. Sue me. I don't care. And we're going to have a live-action Spider-Verse. At least I hope we're going to have a live-action Spider-Verse. Since according to Andrew Garfield, he's not part of the movie. According to, to you know, I was about to say Gwen Stacy. <laughs> according to Emma Stone, she's not part of the movie as well. But it's very hard to take certain actors as their word Especially when it comes to certain projects, if they have nothing to do with it or if they have something to do with it, they write and sign non-disclosure agreements for a reason. So even if they wanted to talk about it, they can't. I'll believe it when I see it. In any case, Spider-Man is the only one that I'm actually looking forward to. I don't really care much about Black Widow anymore. And me and my boy Tom Aglio actually said about this at one point a couple of months ago where... The, when the movie is going to come out, if it comes out, hopefully this year, supposedly, when the movie comes out, we're gonna, still going to watch it. But are we actually excited to see it? Now that everything has been postponed and this is a movie that was supposed to come in last year, not to mention we kind of know the fate of the character as it is. So how much of an emotional impact are we going to get from seeing a character that we know what's going to happen and is basically a mid-quill type storyline. How much of that emotional, gut-wrenching punch are we actually going to see from this movie, right? Then fast forward to The Eternals. A movie that a lot of people know nothing about. A lot of people don't know much about these characters. Trailer looked dull. Trailer looked bleak. And it did nothing for me. And if I'm feeling this way, imagine how a lot of other people are feeling this way too. And you can just get the the negative comments. And I get it. We're not supposed to focus on the negative comments. But hey, there's a reason why my podcast focuses on both sides of the coin here. And not to mention, there wasn't really that much marketing done for this film. And that kind of concerns me when it comes to not only the MCU, but any studio. Whenever a studio doesn't do that much marketing when it comes to their own films, especially under a well-known brand like Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's kind of concerning to me in, in a particular way. Then we jump forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, when the whole fiasco thing about James Gunn and the whole Twitter thing that he wrote and getting canceled. Oh, Disney realized that he's actually an important asset, and if he we don't bring him back, Guardians is not going to get made, and we need to have a conclusive ending with that, and so on and so forth. So they had to bring him back for political reasons and things. It's it's just a, a a huge gigantic mess in terms of how that transpired. And we got the Marvels, which is essentially Captain Marvel two. And that's going to focus on the new generation of superheroes. The new generation. The the younger generation of superheroes. You know? So we're going to focus on that. And how much are we going to connect in that aspect? Since a lot of fans, I can imagine, most are families, most are kids, most are young teenagers, so on and so forth. But now we're going to put all of our eggs in terms of that basket. And then we got other movies coming out. We got Thor, Love and Thunder. I love me some Thor. Thor Ragnarok is by far one of my most top 10 MCU movies of all time. But then we know that the main focus is going to is going to go to Lady Thor and Valkyrie. Now, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it's kind of the effect of what I felt like with Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
when Ant-Man in the first movie, when he was in his own movie, he was intelligent, he was, you know, I wouldn't say quick-witted, but um, there was a sort of, there, I, I, can't, I can't find the words here, but there was an essence where you could take him seriously. And in the second movie, he sort of played back fiddle. Like, he was sort of the backup character, because the main character was really the Wasp. Was It was really Hope. And uh, I guess it was the MCU's way of focusing much more of the diversity and having female empowerment set stage in the forefront. Again, not that there's anything wrong with that, and I'm not saying there is a problem with that. But what would have been better is if both characters were on an even playing field. Instead of having Ant-Man be the back fiddle to push this character, have both of them on an equal side. You know what I mean? I, maybe I'm just a psychopath here and I there were just little things that I'm noticing of. That's what I'm kind of feeling with Thor Love and Thunder. I feel like Thor is going to play a back seat and have Lady Thor have her shine, have her moment, have Valkyrie have her shine, have her moment. And you know what? If that's the direction they're going to go with, okay, so be it. But the last thing I want is for Thor to be a supporting character now. You know what I mean? Like, have them all on an equal playing field. The same way how it was towards the ending of Thor Ragnarok. Have the same thing with Thor Love and Thunder. Now like I said. These are just a couple of concerns that I've been having as of late. And it really makes me think in terms of where the MCU is truly going to go from here. Are we going to get this epic battle against Galactus? Are we going to get a Secret War storyline? Are we going to get an ultimate badass crossover with all of the characters from beginning all the way till now. Are we going to get an alternate universe? Maybe with evil Captain America. Are we going to get you know, something along those lines? Something. And it made me think. Okay. If I'm having these fears. Then it's up to the MCU to prove me wrong. Prove me. You know. Prove otherwise in terms of where they're going to go. You know what I mean? So. Like I said, I'm hoping that these are just minor concerns and that everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I was excited for every individual movie that's coming back. And like I said, maybe us being away from watching movies on the big screen has made me feel this way. Maybe it's because I was burned out with so much that's been going on. Maybe it's of my lack of knowledge on certain characters that will be coming out. It could be all of that and more. And it could be everything. It could be all of the above. But as a fan, I'm just going to take it one day at a time, one movie at a time, review every one of them, and just have a good time. You know, because now that I'm thinking about it, and this is probably my way of saying, oh, what was the point of this rant? What was the point of this reflection? I guess I just wanted to be honest with myself and honest with you, the listener, in terms of what do I feel going towards and 
how excited I am in terms of what's coming next. You know what I mean? What I am excited for, I will say this, is the epic Marvel Sony crossover. Because like I said, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan guy. I really am. And now I've become much more of a fan for Venom and the symbiotes. So now, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, they just did a breaking news that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be playing Craven the Hunter. And I'm like, really? The guy from Kick-Ass? He's going to be playing Craven the Hunter? Huh. Interesting. I mean, I would have given that role to Carl Urban, but that's just me. But Aaron Taylor Johnson is Craven the Hunter? Hmm. Now, I get it. A lot of people would read that and say, oh my god, this is poor casting choice. I don't want to jump that gun quite yet. I really, really don't. I feel like there has to be a reason. Maybe there's something that the, that the director is seeing that we're not. And we'll wait and see what happens. I believe the movie is coming out early 2023. If it's a January movie, then I'm going to be widely skeptical. My skeptical hippo eyes are going to be showing. My eyebrow is going to be raising like the rock. And I'm just saying, you know what? I'll... I'll watch it, but I'll proceed with caution. You know what I mean? Like, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it, but I'll proceed with caution. So, that's neither here nor there. But aside from all that, and I know I have gave a few of my concerns, at the end of the day, the movies are coming back. We are already heading into June. We are in June. <laughs> heading into June. We are in June. And there's going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to. July movies are going to be made. They're going to be shown. Black Widow's coming out next month. Supposedly. Hopefully. We can finally see it. We can put her story to bed. I can't wait for Hawkeye. I can't wait for... I guess... I can't wait for the Eternal... Actually, no. Again, I... The trailer didn't do anything for me. So, when the movie comes out... It'll come out. But next week, which I will be, which it will be June 13th, Loki. And according to Tom Hiddleston and according to some other directors and the showrunners, he's going to have a massive impact with the MCU. And come on, who doesn't love Loki? Who doesn't love Loki? Come on, come on. You know how it is. You know how it is. And he'll be coming out and he'll be making his debut in the MCU TV show. I don't even know what to call this thing. Disney Plus next Wednesday. So be prepared for that. And I can't wait to see where his story goes from there. And that's pretty much the gist of it. That's pretty much the gist of it. Guys, that's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. I know I've been away for a while, but I am back. I am rejuvenated. I am re-emerged. I am rekindled. I don't know what the hell words to even say. I just want to say thank you so much for your patience, but I am back. And I want to do a little bit. I, I want to do a couple of new things. As of now, I've been on Audacity in terms of recording on this. 
podcast for a while. Now I want to shift it a little bit towards Adobe Audition. I'm still trying to get the hand of Adobe Audition. So if the sound quality will be better, if the breaths and pauses and everything else, all the technical things that podcasts normally does, I definitely want to get better at it. I want to get better in terms of delivering better content to you, better content in terms of what I'm doing. Now, with that being said, the podcast is still coming out Monday nights, Tuesday mornings. In terms of the middle week of the show, I kind of want to save the middle of the week when I know I have absolutely something extremely important to to talk about. Instead of just wasting time and just talking about nothing, I want to talk about something when breaking news hits. That way I can capture my reaction right then and there instead of waiting for an extra day or two. So it'll still be Monday nights, Tuesday mornings, Thursdays is a little iffy because I don't want to be at a spot where I'm just spewing out nonsense and then you either don't care about it or, you know, these are just minor changes. These are just minor changes and I'm trying to see exactly where where I want to go from here, especially since I'm trying to devote a lot of my times in terms of marketing myself in voiceover, getting better at my craft, getting better in my delivery, getting better in post-editing. I'm trying to deliver as much as I can and pour all my energy into that. So I thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for tuning in every week. Continue to share to all of your battle buddies, your friends, your mother, your sister, or whoever the case may be. Spotify and iTunes outside the comics volume two. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to be part of the podcast, if you want to do anything, if you want to be a part of anything, if you want to hear more guests, if you want to, you know, maybe tell me what I need to work on the most, hey, I'm open, I'm open-minded, I'm open to criticism, I'm open to suggestions, whatever the case may be, because I feel like this is not my podcast anymore, it's our podcast. We make the podcast. We are the ones to make this dream a reality. If that's how you want to say it. Now, as I said earlier, I don't know if this is a superhero quote or a supervillain, but it is episode 119. So that means we go into our superhero quote. And this is from the mighty Thor. And he says from the movie himself, from Ragnarok, I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. And my reaction to that is this. Whatever you have to face on an everyday thing, whether it's issues, whether it's problems, solve it right then and there instead of sweeping it under the rug or setting it aside for another time. And the more you do that on an everyday basis, the more you will feel better at the end of the day for yourself, for your family, for your friends, whatever the case may be. Only you can solve your problems and you run towards them. That's all I got to say about that. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully we do get the No Way Home trailer this week. If it is or if it does, I will then talk about it. And we'll probably be back in the midweek show if there's something exciting going on. If not, tune in next Monday where we will talk more on all the news that happens in the world. Comic book news, shows, movies, games, or whatever the case may be. Always remember. If you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. 
controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.